With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play it out, baby. Welcome to the Sackheads Against Tyranny show, Wednesday night, July 25th, the year of our Lord, 2018. Clinton BZ, tear through the gristle of today's screaming headlines. We rip out the sinewy tendons of truth ensconced within all from the hoary streets of Chatramento Fornicalia. We expose the trembling toadies, the sniveling jackanapes, and the fripperous fobdoodles infesting leftist and progressive ant farms nationally. And sadly, I have to report, unfortunately, let's look at Clint's chair. Oop, Clint isn't there. Looks like uh, we might have to adjust the camera, though. I don't know how I'm going to be able to walk all the way over there and adjust the camera simultaneously so that, uh, no, wrong camera. That's the Bobcat cam. Look in front of you. That's a microphone. No, look behind the microphone. Yeah, look behind the microphone. No, no, on the boom. On the boom. The boom. In front of you, the boom. The other boom. Do Do you? (laughs) <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, now you can adjust it any way you want. Did you do, did you do my boom? Uh, no, actually, what I think is that uh, I think maybe uh, some other personnel may have been in here. 
you know, other personnel. Not to be mad. The person whose job you stole? And uh, fired? <laughs> no. No. Okay, now we've got you. Sokka was in here? No, no, no. Uh, well, I think actually, <laughs> I, I think now that I, I translated, I think, yes, the person that was fired uh, maybe might have been in here doing huh. a few things. So welcome to everybody to the welcome. Wednesday night chat, chat show. show. Welcome to Mike. He's in the chat room. Welcome to Mary Brockman, Mary Brockman. Mary. And Whiskey Dale. Now let's look... Uh, Let's look at the cat cam. That's that's not too bad. Uh, let's hang on. Are you going to adjust the cat cam cuz it's kind of skewed a bit? There we go. I th- I think that's a little bit better cuz now you've got the you got the cat and the drink and uh the on-air light in it. Yeah, okay. I, that that'll probably work. There's the RCA mic, and so, I don't know. I can't see from here whatever kind of bottle of booze that might happen to be. How's that? Uh, it's uh, it's however you prefer. If you like that, or if you like the look of that, or if you hate the look of this, or if I you love like, the look of that, or if you that's better, like the look perfect. of that, that's perfect, <laughs> or if you like the look of that, that's perfect. So anyway, here we are tonight. Uh, nothing has occurred in the news at all. No, and uh, I I want to I'm I'm gonna I have to I have to put you on the spot, but I'm yes. gonna, I'm gonna give you time. Hang on, okay. Aww. Okay, okay. Uh, so I'm gonna give you some, a few minutes to think about it. Uh, yeah. uh, that's that's better. That's closer. Squeaky. Squeaky. <laughs> so um, uh, I'm I'm gonna ask you for a Clint story. But you don't have to provide one right now. I'm, okay. I'm at least going to give you a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes for to, a Clint story? To, no, to see if you can conjure one up. I, I don't know if one just falls readily to your mind or or not. I'd So, you know, because putting you on the spot actually and saying, okay, Clint story, go. That I that would really be fair. Squeaky. Squeaky. And, and as you can see, I have a bunch of topics on the board. And we have but to select any and or any that uh, that you want to do. Or any and all. Or any and all. <laughs> you know, and I could have sworn that we isolated that, that mic and... Uh, it didn't work out so well. Look! Is, now, is that bad? I mean, is it positioned poorly for you? Oh, wait, no, it's sl- it's slumping. Yes. <laughs> All right. I, I see what the deal is. Hang on. Uh, does it have a detent screw that uh, keeps what? it? what? You know. The, there. How's, this is good. This is good. We're good. Is that? Okay. We're good. All right. Okay. Are, are you Can okay? Can I talk now? into it with my eyeball? You, you feel better now? <laughs> it's good radio right here. <laughs> it is, right? There's nothing like dead air to Fuck. kill a radio show. It, you know, <laughs> it's been one of those freaking days. Uh, God, who did that? I wish, I wish, I, I have a great Clint story, but I can't, I cannot tell it. Okay. Um, yeah, on air. It's like, it's like the Limp Biscuit song, One of Those Days. Yes. It's just one of those days. It's, it's one of those freaking days. <sighs> That's how are you? Uh, pretty good. Had a good show, um, last night. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, Alan Thomas. Uh, by, by the way, speaking of that. 
I had Alan Thomas. He's a paranormal investigator and a Sasquatch researcher and a hunter. And I've known him for uh, probably five or six years now. And he comes on. We talk about the paranormal. And I'm going to ask you this question because it's the one that we primarily addressed last night for two hours. I was so lucky. I was the luckiest son of a bitch around to have Alan Thomas on my show for two hours. So okay. we talked. The first talk uh, topic we talked about was, did you know, were you aware that the end of the world is Friday? So no. basi- So basically, you have two days to get your act together. Uh, no, actually less than, you got about a day and a half. Uh, Friday at what time? Like, like, well, see, that's the problem. I haven't been able to determine a real specific time on that. I mean, I know. And is this his theory or your theory or or a combination of? Oh, no, it's the, it's sort of a generally accepted theory. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, that because of the double blood moon that won't be seen again for a century. Uh Uh-huh. That the. uh, But it's been seen before. It's been seen before. Did the uh, world end uh, last time? About well, no. There were uh, last time they were conjecturing. Uh, I don't know if that's a word. I just made it. Conjectifying. They would were be conge- the proper use. Conjectification. Yes. Uh, no, that's what they would use. That's what they would. Yes. Do so they were conjectifying to, to get to that point. Correct. That it would end. So last time. Uh, right. Were they right? Uh, well... Like, was this the dinosaurs that were conjectifying this? Because they might have been right. There were some issues, Uh uh, but... But this time they got it right. I think, well, we're just going to have to find out if they got it right. But anyway, there are a lot of people... uh, I read an article from the UK, uh, uh, a UK magazine indicating that uh, all signs point to the end of the world... Really? ...this Friday... And it's because of that evil, uh, that Trump. evil blood moon. Oh, I thought. Oh, and uh, oh. and possibly Trump. the planet, what they call uh, Planet X, which is Nibiru, and Nibiru might come hurtling out of the ozone and crash headlong into planet Earth. Now, if because of Trump, if well, I think that's those are facts and evidence. Okay, can't can't we logically conclude that? I, or, I think, or is this Putin's fault? No, I think this time around it's uh, Trump. It's, yeah, it's it, probably okay, so, it's so, so Trump. Probably going to be now Nibir- Nibiru. What yeah, the? it's well. First, it was, I thought they didn't name. They haven't even discovered the other planet in the solar. They believe one's out there, right? Because of the the way that the planets in our solar system act, right. which is why they looked and which is why they found Pluto, right? And see, they said it was a planet, but it's not massive enough to make the gravitational changes that yeah, they're see, seeing. Wasn't so that they depressing? downgraded it. Yeah, I found that really depressing. I think so too. That why are of, they that all of a sudden Pluto? What is it like Pluto? Uh, he doesn't rank. He it's can't play. He can't play on, on, the, on the play right. ground why, anymore. Why, why can't everybody just get along? It's it's like you try and downgrade somebody. Yeah, that's just not. That's hateful. No, it's hateful and it's and it's wrong. It, and it's a- absolutely it's discriminatory against smaller planets. Well, it it is, and I always liked Pluto. Number one, he was a great character. I enjoyed his coloring, no, and is, they named is... a planet after him. Yes, and I thought that was really cool. Yes, and my one of my one of my little boys used to call him Shudo. It was the cutest thing ever. Shudo, yeah, Shudo. Shudo, okay. Um, <laughs> so, so they believe there is a larger planet out there. I, now, nothing has appeared in the sky that I've been able to see. Um, and I well, believe now, if a planet, a supermassive planet, was going to be crashing into us, it would start to show up at some point. Um, let's see. 
But I did see uh, oh, they I found th- liquid water on Mars. Yes, I read that too. Now, here's the article. I actually found the article Okay, uh, that uh, I was kind of right. It's from the UK Express, and it says, Blood Moon 2018. Oh, Will man. the world end with the July 27th total lunar eclipse? Uh, the Blood Moon 2018 is going to rise in conjunction with Mars. See, now that's the issue right there. Working in concert with another planet. Uh, at opposition on the night of July 27th, but does this astronomical event signal the end of the world is near? And apparently some people are saying, well, yeah, the end of the world is near. It's going to take now the moon is going to take on this really deep red hue. And I'm actually going to go out there and look at it because I figure if I if the world is going to end, I want to see this shit because if it smashes into my eyeballs, it's like uh, it, it's like jumping off the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge. If you were to jump off, well, let me ask you a question, folks. All oh, the people folks. in chat and uh, the people that are listening to right now, and even to you, Clint. Let to me, me. Less, yes. Let me ask you this question. Sure. If you were to get so frizzled that mm-hmm. you decided one day I'm going to park my car mm-hmm. on uh, Highway One, get out, and jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, would you one jump? head first two jump feet first three jump like a cannonball or four as you're going down your arms would be out and you'd want with your eyes open and you'd want to see as you plummet down to the pacific ocean neither none i I can't yeah no i want no part of that have you seen Have you seen somebody after they've jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge? No, I haven't. But but I know for a fact uh, there have been survivors. There there have been. Which isn't that weird to think that you a human being could jump off of the Golden Gate Bridge? They were seriously screwed and, up and and survive. Uh, I can remember this. This guy got interviewed. I don't remember what radio show or TV show. He looked okay. Uh, and they didn't run him out in a wheelchair or anything. Yeah. So clearly uh, the dude survived. And it was a guy. The guy survived. Mm-hmm. But I, I keep thinking, wow. And, and and here's the other corollary is the fucking microsecond that your hand left that rail. Here's the rail. And here's your hand. And the, 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 the micro fucking second that your hand Left the rail right there. You know, that'd be a major oh crap moment. Wouldn't wouldn't you I be think. saying? Maybe this I, wasn't such a good idea. I think. Today, I think I screwed up. I may have made. I may have made a little a, bit of a mistake. A mistake. Yeah, I might have. I might have. I might have. I might have. I might have screwed this one up a little bit. Um, yeah. No. I. I don't. I don't even think about that. Actually, and I, nor would I even put myself in that. Uh, in that position. I don't even want to think about how I would. Uh, I would do that just because, uh, yeah, it, no. because, yeah, I know because it's, no, it's, it's, uh, it's so ch- such a totally foreign concept. Uh, it is for it something is. like that. Yeah, no. And, and uh-uh. I, I probably shouldn't go here, uh-huh. but this is, then let's not. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's move on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the blood moon is going to take on a very deep red hue during a total lunar eclipse, an event supposedly uh, foretold by the Bible. So okay. it, it has a, a yeah, bibl- biblical before, connection. But at 2018, I don't think the Bible references 2018. Well, see, 
part of it is the I've com- read it a couple is, is times. The combination of stuff, uh-huh. and the combination is planet Mars is going to be the close to uh, the closest it's been to Earth in fifteen years on the same night. And end time preachers are making bizarre claims about the uh, coincidence, but uh, it's a sign of an apocalyptic conclusion of the Word of God in the last days. Uh, but it's it's not the end of the world. Uh, this guy says it's not the end of the world. Another guy says it is the end of the world. And so, you know, is it is it really or is it just some kind of uh, conspiracy theorist? I guess we'll all find out. Well, like I said, what you need to do is before so here's the, that. It can't be the end of the world. Well, particularly if they're referencing the Bible, right? Because Revelation. So it can't really be the end of the world because even if, if it's if it's revelation and there's a second coming and all that stuff, there still has to be a long period of suffering unless that eight years under Obama covered it, which is possible, See, I guess. That's what I'm wondering. Right. If if we've paid some sort of penance for the past eight years, maybe and that uh, God is kind of rolling that up into the consideration for that it's like rem said it might not be the end of the world but it's the end of the world as we know it right so maybe it falls under that category okay i got a story okay all right all right i knew it i knew i knew it so i don't it's not like i think this is a cool story because it's 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 like it's like a parent story it's it's a cool kind of parent story it's not like a oh my gosh this happened to me story Uh, but it's kind of a cool parent story so um we were talking with some 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 neighbors and um, some of our, our newer neighbors, which awesome, awesome people, and um, talking about they were kind of asking about uh, about the kids and stuff, and uh, talking about kind of how different uh, each one each one is, and and um, and I was describing one of them, and I'm not going to say their names on on air or anything, but I was describing one of one of one of my kids, well, kind of one of the, one of the the the, the middle uh, boys. Is he is he the is he the good one or the screw up? Uh, the <laughs> screw up. <laughs> They're awesome. All of them are great. All of them, all the kids are great. You fe- but, you but, fielded but, that pretty well. But, well, it's the Good truth. For you. It's it's the truth. And they uh, so I I have this this man. I have this. Uh, he's very outgoing. He's the kid who he's like the kid who kind of gets everything started. Everybody follows, and it's just you okay. Know, so you, he's kind of like the leader. You've guy. Always kind of wondered uh, is are the are these people just born with it? Are they just born this way? Like how is this right? Um, and so he, he's just very, he's the kid who could pee himself in the middle of class and everybody in school would think it was the coolest thing ever and probably start peeing themselves. Like that's this kid. Wow. That's some serious leadership quality. And and it is like, and so, um, his haircut, like I love him to death, but his haircut drives me nuts a little bit. Like it's not, you know, high and tight and everything like, like, like mine tends to be a little bit shorter. Um, but Anyways, he's just cool. He's just he'll talk to anybody, and he's just got charisma. And so the neighbors talking, and, and they haven't they just moved in, and they haven't met they haven't met um, any of the any of the kids yet. And so kind of describing each of them, and 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 the neighbor says, "Oh my gosh, does he have a mohawk on his helmet on his bike helmet?" And I was like, uh, "Yes." As a matter of fact, he he does okay. have a mohawk on his, which tells I've, you everything I've seen you need those. to know right there. Right? Yeah, I've, I've seen those. I said, I said, "Yeah, he does." She goes, "He is hilarious." I said, "When did you when you know when when did you meet him?" And and uh, Box Wine and I were there, and kind of like, "Hey, when when did you meet when did you meet him?" <laughs> and uh, she says, "So I'm sitting here talking, and all of a sudden, <laughs> this little dude with a mohawk on his helmet rides up to us, like kind of kicks the back tire out a little bit, and goes, "Hey." 
you guys live around here? <laughs> she goes, and we're like, this little dude's like, okay, like, are you the neighborhood cop? Like, whatever. So she goes, um, yeah, actually, we do. We live right over there. He takes his helmet off, kind of shakes out his hair a little bit, and goes, so, my name's so-and-so, and just completely starts chatting him up. <laughs> This is the same kid. This is the same kid who, at six years old, is in the middle of a is in the middle of a of a of a pool um, at uh, at a hotel, and literally has every kid from age like three all the way up to fifteen uh, in a huge game of Marco Polo, like just at the drop of a hat. Um, he's he's that kid. And uh, so I thought it was absolutely hilarious as we're, as we're talking about these neighbors. Are like, oh my gosh, I think I know exactly who that is. Mohawk comes sliding up. Hey. In, in, yeah, you guys live around here? Yeah, in, in sort of uh, perfect nonchalance. And it's like, okay, cue the kid. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And so this is also the kid, by the way, I'll tell you, when he was so like. So the, the kid gets cued. Yes, he gets cued. So so five years old, um, I think five, yeah, five years old maybe. Uh, I'm, at a, I'm at a, in a coffee shop kind of waiting in line. And this kid talks to girls. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old they are. It could be 16 years old, 17 years old, 25 years old. doesn't matter. He talks to girls, which probably explains why he, he goes up to the new neighbors and says, hey. Um, and I'm looking around, and I'm waiting at coffee, and I go, where is this kid? Where did he go? And he's over, and there's a group of like probably so 10 far. to 12-year-old girls, probably five or six of them, and he's in the middle chatting them up. Hey, you want to see how strong I am? Hey, how you doing? I want to see how you draw pretty. And I like complimenting them, just total... <laughs> And then my youngest, I think he's like Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. If if you know, yeah, I, I do know. He's yeah. that's that's gonna be him. He's he'll absolutely he's a character too. He'll sit there and I don't know if you know the song. It's going down for real, um, but it's kind of like a hip hop song or whatever. And he's going down the driveway singing. I'm going. Spicoli down Spicoli was hill. Sean Penn, wasn't it? Yes, he was. That's right. Okay, yes. there you go. Yes. That's <laughs> yes, he was. And then I have the very. So uh, is that what you're trying to say about your son? He's the new young Sean Penn. Yes. No, I'm saying he's probably going to be like the guy on the beach, like Shaggy from Scooby Doo, like <laughs> Spicoli. Like that's probably going to be him. And he's hilarious. And I don't think I don't know that if he realizes how how hilarious he is. Um, actually, I think he does because he he tries. But you know, so my my oldest son does not realize how hilarious he is. Um, he is he, he'll just he's kind of he's more stoic, um, but he is the kind where you have to listen because you don't see it coming. So you'll be in a conversation and he'll say something, and it's freaking gold. Like it is pure comedy gold. It's it, like the funniest thing you've heard in a long time. It's kind of like the stealth one liner. It really is sort of thing. Yes, and that's him. Right, so I've got the charismatic one, I've got the class clown, and then I've got this one who is just like just all of a sudden you'll be in a serious conversation or he'll be in another like in the in the like right next door to where you are doing something and he'll throw this like this backdoor slider that that you don't see coming and you're just all of a sudden you're like, Wait a second. And you have to stop to think about it and you pause a good did, a, did. a good twenty, thirty seconds and then you start cracking up. Did he um, just say that? Yes. And then you're like, dude, really? And then there's uh, of course uh of course the 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 daughter who is just I know she's one of those honors everything um 4 point plus whatever GPA way smarter than I will ever be um but also thinks she can get over so she's not street smart. <clears throat> she's not street she's book smart, not street smart. 
So that's where I have the upper hand, I think. So what you're saying is that each child is not even remotely close to the other. They're all wickedly different. They, they really are. The there's, some in, there's some, in, in, uh, there's some, some similarities, but for the most part, each one, they're just so different in terms of personality. And, you know, when, when, uh, when, when I first became a parent, I just remember people telling me, oh, my gosh, yeah, each kid is so different. I, I didn't really have that concept until, obviously, I had kids. And, yeah, each one is... <laughs> So different. And don't get me wrong. By the end of the night, like I'm ready to be three sheets to the wind, hammered, passed out on the couch. Like Boxwine and I, we we bring in, we we drink and we pass out together, and that's kind of how we unwind. It's great. Well, and um, hence hence her name. And I, she, she and, correct. She, she didn't she she had to work for that nickname, right? It didn't. It wasn't just handed out gratuitously. Oh there no, had to that be was some a serious very, work. In that there, was right? a well thought out uh, nickname. And uh, the first time she was in studio as a guest, she actually brought. Do you know the the boxes that the reams of paper come in? Oh right, yes. She brought two of those in. Uh, filled with wine on her shoulders. I'm pretty sure she wow. consumed both within the first hour of the show. Um, doesn't get a headache or anything that's, like that's that. That's some serious strength. And yeah, it was pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty impressive. But I understand now why, why my parents uh, drank a lot. Um, because of their children. Because of, yeah, because of me. And now I, I drink a, a lot. I'm probably drunk right now, um, but I just function. Well, it, it, listen, there's a lot to be said for being a functional alcoholic, right? <laughs> now, this is no shit. I, and and I'm, I'm going to tell a story right now. Okay. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away when I worked for the sheriff's department back in 81, I think, I was working booking at the main jail. And I used to work uh, booking at midnights, and I wanted to work the midnight shift because that's where the greatest number of bookings uh, occurred. And I wanted to learn uh, the names of, of all the officers out there, and I wanted to, you know, that was, it was challenging because it was fast, it was furious, you had to be accurate, uh, you got to know all the penal code sections, and this one guy comes down, booked by CHP, and I'm thinking... Did these, and I hadn't yet been introduced to this world, and this world was this. This guy comes down the ramp in the old main jail, and he's got a tie kind of loose, and he's wearing a a, a jacket. <clears throat> and CHP walks him down the ramp with all the paperwork and put the paperwork in the slot, and I look at it. And then he goes around the corner to the property window and starts doling out the property, and the guy in the property window starts counting it and whatnot. And the guy is chatting up with CHP, and they're carrying on a normal conversation. Now, this guy isn't swaying. Uh, he, he sounds fine. There's no slurring. His eyes are a little bloodshot. I can see that. But there doesn't seem to be any impairment going on until I look at the booking sheet, and CHP writes 4040. So he took two tests. He's a damn 40. If that isn't the perfect functioning alcoholic... I had no idea that you could function at all under a uh, laboring under a 4-0. Holy crap. That was my introduction to alcoholism. Wow. That that's that that's uh wow. <laughs> it's like folks, you got to remember what that means is your blood percentile now, you are 4% alcohol in your bloodstream. How does the rest of your body accommodate that kind of condition? And it was so frequent and so common in that guy that the body eventually said, at least in his example, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> 
and so that's what happened. And that was the first of many that I saw. But the, I still remember that dude to this day because he could pass. I mean, I I couldn't smell. There's a there's a, a, a there was some plexiglass in between with a little hole in the in the front, so I couldn't smell him. I couldn't tell if he was like super super smelly of alcohol. But my God, I never forgot that. What an amazing situation. Welcome to everybody in chat. Welcome to Mike. Mike John uh, Pasqua is in chat. Whiskey Dale's in chat. Mary Brockman's in chat. Jan McKillop is in chat. Dave Milner is in chat. And thank God, just for us, Art Bell came back just for the chat show tonight. Very nice. So, Art, thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate that. What a great guy. <clears throat> Any throw right off the bat, right off the top of your head, is there anything that you you want to talk about first? Yeah, nothing's really happened this week. Um, I know. <laughs> I, I know we're up. I know we're up against the break. So yeah, there's so much. There's so much. Uh, so much to talk about. I mean, I, see, have, I wrote some stuff up there, but we I have don't attorneys' know, tapes. We've got a, a, an actual sane ruling out of the Ninth Circuit, which will be overturned by the full panel. I think that um, is. We've got yeah, shocking. I was a. St- Downed. Yeah, Chuck, when Chuck I saw Schumer's, that. Chuck oh Schumer's God. bad day, uh, which is awesome. Oh yeah, just when the the uh, the world is going away on Friday, there's some news coming out on Friday, and it, I think it's going to give Chuck Schumer a headache. Well, I, I could be wrong. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, uh, we look, will. we got a lot of topics, all this and more, uh, when we come back to the chat show. But we're up against the break, sir. That's right. We are. You are correct. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Hey, it's Sean from the Sackheads Radio Show. Also one of the owners here at the SHR Media Network. Are you opinionated? Have you ever wanted to do your own show? Have you ever heard somebody like the Sackheads and go, yeah, I could probably do that better? Well, now's your chance. Send me a five-minute clip at sackheadsradio at gmail.com. And maybe you can be part of the SHR Broadcasting Team. Radio at gmail.com. Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, a mere two miles from the state capital, the bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show can be heard every Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific and 11 p.m. Eastern, only on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com to listen. You can also watch on the SHR Media Facebook page and the SHR Media YouTube channel. No goldfish were abused in the making of this ad. When dirty politicians, shadow governments, and deceptive Islam blind the world with fake stream media smoke, their only fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through shrmedia.com, highplainstalkradio.com, and the Western Free Radio Network at Spreaker, YouTube, and iTunes for a different perspective weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy. And catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL Radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant. Hey guys, it's Sackhead Clint. I'm excited to tell you about a brand new show here on the SHR Media Network. I'm teaming up with the one and only, all-powerful, the bloviating Zeppelin sitting here to my left, bringing to you a a fresh new show uh, here on the network. It's uh, Against Tyranny. 
And uh, we'll be picking up where the sackheads left off. Excited to be with you, sir. Sackheads against sackheads against tyranny. We're gonna chat. We're gonna chat Wednesday night. Sackheads against tyranny. Wednesday night, 11 p. Oh, it's the same time, right? 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Same sack time, same sack channel. SHRmedia.com. See what I did there. It's your business diva here, Melanie Collette. I am inviting you to a front row seat as I discuss some of the most intriguing details of wealth and finance with today's movers and shakers in the world of business. Listen in and discover financial truths on a global, domestic, and household scale. Uncover topics that will impact your wallet today and in the future. Money Talk with Melanie airs Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. East, 2 p.m. West, right here on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Talk Radio. You can't afford to miss it. Human by race, Christian by faith, American by nationality, and conservative by choice. Reverend Ralph J. Chittam Sr. is the right guy on SHR Media from 8.05 to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday. And if on the rare occasion I am ever wrong, I will still always be right. The Right Guy on SHR Media. Hey, this is Michael Wright. And I'm Shannon Wright. Join us for The Right Way with Shannon and Mike, Monday through Thursday from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on SHR Media. Why are they joining us? For fun things like sports, politics. Oh, maybe some news and entertainment. And all kinds of other things. Money and recipes and events. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, so join us Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m. here on shrmedia.com. Hey, BZ. So uh, the plan's working. You got rid of Sako. Uh, Sean is, uh, is now yeah. stepping away. I never even saw him. And uh, I know, insidious, insidious. You know, we, I mean, we talked about this for a man, a good like for the last three years, and uh, finally coming to fruition. You know, I'm still in the room, right? It's almost like he's here still. Did you hear that? Yeah, it's um, kind of. It's amazing. It's kind of at you. It's kind of eerie. Poltergeist. Like a poltergeisty kind of thing. thing. Yeah, sackheads against tyranny. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. And we're back. You're listening to the Sackheads Against Tyranny show every Wednesday night right here on the SHR Media Network. Go quick like a bunny to shrmedia.com. And you, too, can partake of the show. You can watch what's going on. You can watch on the SHR Media uh, Facebook page. We simulcast on the SHR Media Facebook page and also the SHR Media YouTube channel. And, folks, if you happen to be listening to the show, there you go. That's a much better camera. Is that angle. a better angle? Yeah, it is. Okay. If you happen to be listening on, because I still get some people that chat on Facebook and some people that chat on YouTube, and we invite you with open arms and also for my show, please come on over to the SHR Media chat room. That's where everybody is. We got uh, BZ and Mike, Whiskey Dale, uh, Jan and Dave and Art Bell, of course, over here. Uh, Mary had to go. She had to go CP time because right now it's 1135 on the East Coast, which is where she is. 
So, folks, come on over. The water's fine into the SHR Media chat channel. Oh, yes, in our chat room, which is not the chat room. It's It's called the chat room. Thank you very much. We have new leather furniture in there. It's got it. Remember, we just installed the saltwater fish tank. Yes, we did. Which is in there with a beautiful bubbler and a great background. It's a 300-gallon tank, so it does take some serious maintenance. It does. To keep it up. We have our seats. Our, we have we have uh, a love seat. We mm-hmm. have a, a three person couch, mm-hmm. and we also have a whole bunch of those. We have some of those high backed uh, leather chairs, mm-hmm. and some of the chairs that you just kind of sink down into, and they're really really comfy. Yep. But I just want to point out that, to everybody they are covered in fine Corinthian leather. Well, now those seats, and you for you left this part out. Those seats are actually in a segment of a large seven forty seven uh, fuselage segment. Um, that we uh, that we purchased um, from the uh, from the boneyard I'm, there in Arizona. And I, was had just, the whole I was just just going to say, yep, we, polished we, aluminum. Yep, um, and the seats completely redone. And you should have to, seen. First, it was amazing, amazing, amazing. We piece. had to get it came out on a caravan and a huge low boy, and we had to have a special permit from CHP mm-hmm. to come into California, mm-hmm. and we had some of those trucks that uh, say caution wide load, so it, right. it was a permitted load we had to get permits for it mm-hmm. and to so that's the kind of situation i mean it's way cool because it's like climbing into a 747 only with a 300 gallon fish tank which is against the wall it's absolutely right. gorgeous so it's basically like being in a 747 that has been underwater after it's broken apart it's right. exactly the but, same. But the seats are fine Corinthian leather. I want to point that out. Uh, we've got a great bathroom. It's kind of small. It's kind of like an aircraft bathroom, so it's not really big. Right. But for obvious reasons, I mean, that's that's why. But anyway. Yeah, and we, and we don't want you using the bathroom in our in our chat room anyways. Well, we would prefer you to just go outside. Go. go. Well, right. hey, we've got over here behind these curtains. Here, I'm going to. Put the thing over here so we can, behind these curtains Is that right curtain here, number one or curtain number two? There's only one curtain. Oh, curtain and, number, and okay. this is the curtain. The By curtain. the way, did you see the cat? I, I The did. cat just jetted out over the... By the way, the cat is right under your feet there. I, how did we get a cat? We, well, now we have we have a cat. Anyway, just When did we outside, get a studio cat? Uh, it's we, the we, shat cat. We, it's the sh- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we have... Uh, <laughs> let's see. We have. Can you put the? Can you the, put the video? We have the Bob Cat, and we have we have the Shat Cat. The Shat Cat. <laughs> I wonder if I can pick this thing up. Um, I don't know. That's anyway. I have pictures of the cat because see, cats are not stupid. I have a picture. Let's see. Where's my phone? And I put it out over Twitter last night. Cats it's are, cats. hot as hell right yes. now. It was 107 today, uh-huh. I believe. And uh, so the cat last night was already in the studio. And I took the cat. <laughs> Is I there went, a litter box in here somewhere? No. What the? Uh, I should point out uh, that no, there isn't a litter the box. The cat in is here. going to shat <laughs> at the shat show. <laughs> This is a problem. It could potentially be. Yes, it could. Anyway, the cat isn't dumb because as I was in the bathroom, uh, the cat jumps up on the sink and uh, I was about to wash my hands. And then here's the shat cat. (laughs) 
<laughs> in the, the studio bathroom. In the studio sink. And I'm sure the Shat Cat was in the sink because the sink, even though it's hot as hell outside, the sink being porcelain is nice and cool. So the cat spent the rest of the show in the sink being nice and cool. Why did Sean bring us a cat? <laughs> I don't know. Ask him. Which which is really weird because this is the cat from across the street. <laughs> this isn't the SHR cat. This cat had to come all the way from across the street down this long driveway that we have. How did it get in? And then into the studio. Is this like a, a snake thing where this cat know. got I, into a toilet somewhere I, I and popped know. up? Uh, I don't know. I got to tell you the story that Sean told me last night. Um, Sean was here for the very end of the show. And he uh, reheated some dinner and sat where you are. And after the show, we chatted a little bit. And what he said is, about two nights ago, uh, he the the air had cooled down enough that he thought he was going to open up the rest of the the rest of the house and open up the studio. So he he left, um, locked the the outside gate, and then left the slider open about a couple of feet or so, but put the the screen closed. And he said, in the middle of the night. He hears this, and all of a sudden he hears the, the cat had opened the slider and came in that way. That cat was sufficiently smart to open the slider and come in because it wanted attention. Did, did the cat jump into bed with Sean? As a matter of cat, fact, it, yes. Did it really? Yes, as a matter of fact, yes. And did it he did. did he snuggle the little kiddums? Uh, he did. He likes that cat. He Sean. said the the cat didn't like him originally when it was across the street, but now it comes all the way over here to see him to see him for attention. And then the cat because Sean appara- gives him attention. Yeah, because so and and clearly that's true because the cat's in here. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how the hell that thing got in. All right. Okay, enough of cats. Enough cats. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of pussies, Rosenstein. Yeah. Uh, This was grand. Uh, President uh, Trump is keeping up the pressure on the... uh, I'm not ready for that one. I'm ready for this one, though. Um, Do you you have the audio from uh, from Jordan and Meadows? uh, Let me look and see if it happens to be in here i don't think this story has the audio this is a washington times story not a fox story but anyway the the story is this the gop has been threatening for quite some time to uh by the way clint is attracting the cat i am the, the, this cat is loving like all over oh me right it, now. it 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 lo- it digs the hell out of people it really does <clears throat> Anyway, Rod Rosenstein uh, has been the subject of the ire of the GOP for a while because over a year ago, Devin Nunez uh, subpoenaed records from the DOJ. And in that amount of time, uh, they demanded records. I mean, they, he, he chairs uh, the House Committee of Intelligence. And when Congress can't get records from the DOJ... And they continue to obstruct. There's something wrong. And he would set a date. The DOJ would violate that date. They set at least three or four separate dates, which the DOJ continued to violate. And Rod Rosenstein, of course, because Jeff Sessions recused himself, it's now Rod Rosenstein who is in charge of all of this because Jeff Sessions 
due to his recusal, doesn't he can't have anything to do with that. So it's Rod Rosenstein's decision to not turn over the documents demanded now after having been refused so many times by the DOJ. Now, but still can't Sessions still go up to him and say, hey, jackass, I can't touch this stuff, but you're violating the subpoenas from Congress. You would you would think that that would happen because he's still his boss, correct? He, he is, but then again, uh, look at Jeff Jeff Sessions. In my estimation, is without a doubt the worst appointment that Trump has yet made. Now, people have come and gone all through the White House, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he doesn't. I I kind of think that Trump enjoys living in chaos. Because he he comes from an environment in business of chaos. He thrives in and it, for he, sure. He thrives in that environment, and he doesn't mind things. Uh, he he likes. I I almost think that he enjoys conflict, and I certainly know that he baits the crap out of people because he can. He is a master, and I've gotten to the he point where he is a where, master baiter. There is no doubt about it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for going there. Uh, what? <laughs> I know. Yes, what? So the Washington Times article now came out, and it says, <clears throat> because uh, Nunez and Jordan and uh, Matt Gates, I think, and somebody else essentially were threatening, if you don't turn the documents over to us, we are going to begin uh, articles of impeachment against you, specifically Rod Rosenstein. This is your DOJ. Mm-hmm. This issue falls under you we've had discussions with you you have continuously refused so here's the article rod rosenstein accused of hiding info from congress in impeachment articles uh conservative house lawmakers introduced articles of impeachment against deputy attorney general rod rosenstein on wednesday today saying he's led the justice department in hiding information from Congress on investigations into Russian election meddling and Hillary Clinton's secret emails. The Justice Department vigorously pushed back against the claims of lack of transparency, saying it's provided an historic amount of documents to Congress. The impeachment resolution, however, aimed at the man who supervises special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation, marks a major escalation in the months-long battle over the documents which Republicans say are long overdue. Well, that in and of itself is an issue. Why should it take months for the DOJ to respond to a demand for documents from people who have the exact same security clearances as Rod Rosenstein? The only thing that you can conclude is there is information in there that they don't want the House to see which may subsequently be released to the public because it will end up being embarrassing for the DOJ and also, I submit, for the FBI and probably the CIA and the NSA as well. I want to know why Trump just doesn't fire Rosenstein. Um, he, he has the authority. He, he does. Politically, I think it would be very difficult at this late date, I, I disagree, and here's why. Here's why I disagree. Okay, 
And this is going to kind of toe into to, um, some of the other – and I, I know the popular opinion is he can't do it because politically uh, it would be it, it would, would be a mess to him. I understand that's the right. theory. I, I don't and, think that's accurate. Yes, that is. I, I don't think that's accurate, and here's why I don't think that's accurate. And I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying that I know I'm right. Um, so, <laughs> okay. No, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, I'm no. Kidding. You're not kidding. I'm, I'm not kidding at all, no, I know actually. You're not I, I'm, I'm 100% right. correct on and this, and you're all fucking wrong. I know. Um, right. So here, here's why I say that. Trump um, has not done anything by the political playbook. Oh, Trump hasn't taken anybody's device. Trump has not taken anybody's advice. Very true. He's given a big middle finger to anybody who's told him he has to do X, Y, or Z. He won't even get off the effing Twitter, which kills me. I even I think he needs he needs to hang that one up. I I agree Um, too, but. He hasn't done anything anybody's anybody's told him, and everybody every time somebody says, "Nope, that's political suicide." Nope, you're not going to surprise uh, survive that one. Nope, you're 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 we're painting you into a corner here. He 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 becomes. I, I think it emboldens the base of the people who voted for Trump, and and I I point to the recent wins in the midterm ele- in in the the runoffs here to to the midterms, right the runoffs right in the runoffs. To people who were successful and people who failed. The people, time and again, consistently, who are losing are the ones that Trump doesn't support or who have taken or attempted to take Trump to task. The ones who are successful, successful, overwhelmingly so, are the ones that have been endorsed by Trump or have supported uh, his, his efforts and his agenda. And this is why I point to, and, and he's fired Comey. He's, he guy's done everything he's not supposed to do. Um, and, and yet he's, he's still way ahead of the game. I mean, I think Friday's jobs numbers are going to be huge. Yeah. I think the Dems are in big trouble and I don't, I don't want to get into, I don't want to get into that segment, but it really kind of plays in the, but plays right. in here. It dovetails, here, it dovetails it, all together. It really At the end of the day, do I think that, and look, we, I said this under Obama, too. At the end of the day, do I think that most of Americans, by most of America, do I think over 50% of the American, uh, of Americans pay attention to this shit? I really no, don't. No, I, I really I, don't. I completely which agree is, with you. I, which, I believe you're absolutely correct Which on is that why way. socialism is becoming such a popular idea, because people don't pay attention to that shit. And they're in, they're in a vacuum. They are. But what they pay attention to is, do I have a job? Yeah. Am I able to support my family? Yeah. What's my paycheck is, look like? Are my friends working? Are we all happy? Are we able to go out and buy things? Are we able to go out and spend time together on a Saturday night? Can I take the family out to dinner once a week? That's what people care about. And that's the most visible thing in a, in a daily life um, that, <clears throat> that, uh, that, that people have and, and make that, that connection with. Um, People that don't live in California don't see the crazy cr- garbage that, that we see here in California. Um, people in some parts of the country may not have the issues that border states have um, or the, the, the same transient issues or the same crime issues um, that, that other states have. But what is consistent in terms of people's perspective is their ability to uh, feel secure, their ability to provide for their family yep. and their ability to be comfortable and be able to spend some quality time with them. 
uh, be it, like I said, you know, go to the movies once a week or whatever it is or once a month and go out to dinner a couple times. That's what America cares about. Jobs are coming back. You look at what what Trump did just today that came out with the oh. European with the European Union oh my and the deal that God. was struck. You look at that what that was you fucking glorious. You look at what it Trump is glorious. You look at what Trump has done with NATO <laughs> and with and with those countries beginning to pay more and pay their fair share full of NATO <sighs> which solidifies the the pact. I love that. Um and and what that's what people see and care about. And if look, Americans are back to work. American farms are are, are getting stronger. Um, unemployment rate is down among all groups. I mean, gosh, look at the African American uh, unemployment rate. There hasn't been, there has never been a lower African American unemployment rate. Never, never. You look at the exactly. un- You look at the unemployment rate around uh, around uh, for for females. You look at. Name the group, and that's what people care. Hispanics are doing better, just like you indicated. Uh, African Americans are doing better. Yes, uh, people are getting more jobs. That announcement on Friday that we'll cover in just a, a bit. Uh, these are so, Democrat killing issues. Well, and this is why, Abizi, I, mm-hmm. I say I think Donald Trump can fire Rosenstein, can point to all the bullshit um, that he's done, how his smug ass in front of Congress, um, and and oh, I, and. And did you not? Did you not want to slap the crap out of Rod Rosenstein when he testified and Peter Strzok when he testified? You know what? Though, but you know what? In my opinion, those are typical fucking FBI pencil neck little fucking geeks. That's 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 my opinion of of a given, of a, of given a, an astounding amount of power of a lot of yes. That's those two motherfuckers were beat. I'm sorry, I'm pissed. Those two guys were probably fucking beat up for their lunch money as kids and decided they want to wear a badge and a gun to get back at the world. That's my opinion of those two pieces of shit. You might as well throw you Jeff know, Sessions in there, too, because you know, to me, you know what? he looks like the kid that, yes, he you, was he you, was punked for his lunch money. I'm talking specifically about the FBI guy who's supposedly, quote unquote, law enforcement. You know what? You want my respect? Go fucking put on a uniform. Push a fucking patrol car yeah. around. Go shag, deal, deal go with, shag go calls shag for calls. service. Go fucking deal with some real bad guys. And and uh, put your slide rule away and your fucking pencil and go handle some fucking business. So, are are there are but, there? But how do you really feel about? That's how it? I really one feel. One day, I just my God, I hope that one day you will decide. Perhaps it'll be on air oh, here that you're going to come out of your shell and <laughs> and tell people what you really think about topics. Yeah, that's what Please. I really. Yes, I've been entreating you for quite some time. I apologize. One day, one day, maybe I will. Okay, uh, but those two guys. And look, are there good? Are there good FBI agents out there? I'm sure there are. Um, you know, are there are there are there guys out there in some of the, the field offices and so forth that do go out and handle business? And yep. they go, absolutely. Yes. So please, I'm not trying to paint with a broad brush. And if and if I've and I don't and if I if I've uh, offended any agents as a whole, I apologize. I think the organization is fucked up. I think the leadership is absolutely horrific. And I think and I think those two individuals are the epitome of what everybody sees when they think of the FBI. Um, anyways, I, I, I digress. So and, and I think Donald Trump can fire that piece of shit, and I think he would be just fine. I think he would survive politically. I think the Democrats would try and make a big deal of it. I think Donald Trump would be able oh, to point to the evidence. Hell yeah. I, I think he'd be able to point to the evidence, and all he has to do is come out to middle America and say, you know what? 
this guy tried to take your freedoms away by obstructing Congress. This guy tried to take your freedoms away by using the FISA courts um, unlawfully and spying on American citizens. And this is the problem. This is the swamp. You sent me here to do a job and drain the swamp. And this is what I did. And I think he would survive it. Because do you really think voters are going to be swayed by whether he fires Rod Rosenstein or not? I absolutely say no. Now, the Russia probe, Mueller? Mueller? Maybe. Mueller. I think if I think if he fired Mueller, that's one I agree that he needs to leave alone. Particularly, <clears throat> that would be but, a very hot potato. But particularly since... Um, if I should say if, cause I don't have the evidence, I don't know, particularly if he truly has not, not, done nothing wrong and there's no been no evidence that he's done something wrong. I don't believe he's done anything wrong, but look, there may be some evidence they're sitting on. I think it would be very bad for him to fire Mueller. I think it's far better for him to let this thing carry on. I think the longer it goes, the more people sympathize with him, honestly. Um, and I think that at the end, if there's no evidence and no indictment or no anything, Shit! That talk. What what better chip to play in the freaking in 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 the in the 2020 election cycle than a four year investigation where nothing came of it? Here's what I think. That that's that, why I think Rosenstein's firing doesn't matter. To to close it out. Here's what I would submit. Uh, might be one of the primary reasons that Robert Mueller is doing what he's been doing. And that's at the conclusion of the special counsel term, whenever that may be, he has to show that he's done something. Yep. When, in fact, truly, directly applied to why he was appointed in the first place, he has done nothing. Somebody said the other day, just as I've been saying for over a year, this is what what he's managed to do is make indictments or send people to a grand jury over issues of process it's an issue of process mm -hmm. and then when all the leftists cnn msnbc etc say and they point to the issue well we indicted 12 russians who got involved in the uh taking down of uh or or affecting negatively america's election well what no one also says on any of the the uh, abc cbs nbc msnbc cnn what they never say is, by the way, did you know that those 12 dudes are in Russia and this is a sham and they're not coming back? They're staying the fuck in Russia and they're never coming back to America. So, again, this is uh, an issue of, I know, let's jerk off the public and it'll make everyone think that I'm doing something. Yes, because otherwise when in it's fact, a tremendous... have I really done anything? No. We, we've got two minutes before I, I, the break. I, I, I want to say one thing. Okay. Can I? Uh, we, talk, we talked about, we talked about um, Russia, and we've talked about DOJ, so I'm going to... One thing that then just kind of tie it together here. Okay. Did you see that freaking retard, that jackass <clears throat> uh, director um, saying that he would quit if, if Putin came to Russia? Oh, uh, or yeah. Or if Putin came to the U.S.? Yeah. Hey, fuckhead. Putin's a, a freaking head of state. He should become... Did, Gorba, did anybody quit when Gorbachev came? That and is, met with Reagan. So ridiculous. Did anybody speeches. lose their lose their mind? How are these people even in these? Look, I don't care if this guy's a this guy may be a conservative. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, a he isn't. But but oh, you're I'm but, I'm but you're absolutely right. I'm who absolutely the fuck with are you? you? You know, even somebody that was a, a registered uh, Republican. Anybody should not be saying things like that do you not want the president of the united states meeting 
with the head. It's not like he's meeting with the head of the Taliban. All right? Donald Trump is not hosting the head of ISIS. Donald Trump, by the way, did you see the freaking, uh, that, that, uh, who was it? Was it CNN that thought it was funny to tie ice is? They said ice is and tried to tie him to ISIS. Right, and they did the yeah. whole thing. Anyways, fucking yeah. disgusting. But uh, the left has lost their mind, I, I swear yeah, to God. I, but anyway, I digress. Good so God, he's, yes. he's not hosting the head of ISIS or anything like He's hosting the head of a country, a recognized country, a super, another superpower in the world. And to, to and he he shouldn't be doing to, this. To it that I say, having... Christopher Ray, walk away. If you don't like that, it's your it's your prerogative to go ahead and go away. Fine, fine, go ahead and do that. Uh, we're going to take a break here in just one second, but I want to point this out before we go to the break. I was listening to uh, Trey Gowdy today talk to Tucker Carlson, and he said that uh, and and Trey Gowdy is rather cautious in, in his terms and the way he phrases things. The guy's brilliant, um, in my opinion. And he's leaving politics because he just doesn't like it anymore. And he, he wants to go back into law. And I can think of a thousand different places to place him. Supreme Court. Oh, my God. In any event, he was talking about Devin Nunez. And he's usually very, he, he's cautious and he, he qualifies his statements. He said, essentially, Devin Nunez has, and the Democrats have lost their minds. Mm-hmm. They cannot see straight anymore and he says proof of that is the fact that Devin Nunez keeps saying that he has information that Trump is in collusion with Russia and not once has he proffered any material or evidence of this and Trey Gowdy said specifically to Tucker Carlson because if he had anything he would have leaked it already it would already be in the public venue which means that he has nothing. absolutely nothing, nothing. Nothing. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Hey, it's Sean from the Sackheads Radio Show. Also one of the owners here at the SHR Media Network. Are you opinionated? Have you ever wanted to do your own show? Have you ever heard somebody like the Sackheads and go, yeah, I could probably do that better? Well, now's your chance. Send me a five-minute clip at sackheadsradio at gmail.com and maybe you can be part of the SHR broadcasting team. Sackheadsradio at gmail.com Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, a mere two miles from the state capital, the bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show can be heard every Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific and 11 p.m. Eastern, only on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com to listen. You can also watch on the SHR Media Facebook page and the SHR Media YouTube channel. No goldfish were abused in the making of this ad. When dirty politicians, shadow governments, and deceptive Islam blind the world with fake stream media smoke, their only fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through shrmedia.com, highplainstalkradio.com, and the Western Free Radio Network at Spreaker, YouTube, and iTunes for a different perspective weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy. And catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL Radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant. Hey guys, it's Sackhead Clint. I'm excited to tell you about a brand new show here on the SHR Media Network. I'm teaming up with the one and only 
all-powerful, the bloviating Zeppelin right, sitting right. here to my left, bringing to you a, a fresh new show uh, here on the network. It's uh, Against Tyranny, and uh, we'll be picking up where the Sackheads left off. Excited to be with you, sir. Sackheads against, sackheads against Tyranny. We're going to chat. We're going to chat Wednesday night. Sackheads Against Tyranny. Wednesday night, 11 p.m. Oh, it's the same time, right? 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Same sack time, same sack channel. Yep. SHRmedia.com. See what I did there? It's your business diva here, Melanie Collette. I am inviting you to a front row seat as I discuss some of the most intriguing details of wealth and finance with today's movers and shakers in the world of business. Listen in and discover financial truths on a global, domestic, and household scale. Uncover topics that will impact your wallet today and in the future. Money Talk with Melanie airs Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. East, 2 p.m. West, right here on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Talk Radio. You can't afford to miss it. Human by race, Christian by faith, American by nationality, and conservative by choice. Reverend Ralph J. Chittam Sr. is the right guy on SHR Media from 8.05 to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday. And if on the rare occasion I am ever wrong, I will still always be right. The right guy on SHR Media. Hey, this is Michael Wright. And I'm Shannon Wright. Join us for The Right Way with Shannon and Mike Monday through Thursday from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on SHR Media. Why are they joining us? For fun things like sports, politics. Oh, maybe some news and entertainment. And all kinds of other things. Money and recipes and events. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, so join us Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m. here on shrmedia.com. Hey, BZ. So uh, the plan's working. You got rid of Sako. Uh, Sean is, uh, is now yeah. stepping away. I never even saw him. And uh, I know, and insidious, insidious. You know, we, I mean, we talked about this for a man, a good like for the last three years, and uh, finally coming to fruition. You, you know, I'm still in the room, right? It's almost like he's here still. Did you hear that? Yeah, it's um, kind of. It's amazing. It's kind of at you. It's kind of eerie. Poltergeist. Like a poltergeisty thing. Yeah, sackheads against tyranny. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. And we're back. You are, in fact, listening to the SHR Media Network. It's hour two already. It's all down here from here. On the chat show. Live and direct from the SHR Media Studio, where we not only have the studio Bobcat, but we also have the studio Cat now. Uh, the cat has a name. I'm, I was going to uh, send a message out to Sean because I know he knows the cat's name, but I can't think of it right now. It's a female cat. And everybody in the in the chat room is saying uh, Dave Milner came up and said pizza in one minute. And uh, he said it's going to be a noise. Dale said it's going to be the longest minute ever. Dave says pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey Dale says pizza, 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 pizza. Well, it's the second hour and we're back. Uh, what do you want to start with? Because there's so much stuff to go. Or is there anything off uh, off the board that you want to address first? You know, I, I want to. 
just one statement. Somebody was talking to me today about uh, about uh, the NFL, um, and uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a huge baseball fan. People that know that uh, or listen to the show know that I'm a huge Oakland A's fan. By the way, they overcame an eight run deficit in the seventh inning yesterday to win. Um, absolutely uh, ridiculous. What happened? Did the cat move my camera? I have a remote control. I'm moving the camera. My remote control's name is BZ. Um, but we ha- I had a discussion with somebody today about about uh, the NFL and particularly uh, about the players. And I said I haven't watched the NFL in a, in a couple of years now, and because they're just a bunch of crybaby um, little little. Uh, anyways, um, but I, I read something today, and uh, I I don't know if it is uh, enough to make me watch this one particular team only. I, so I used to be a San Francisco 49ers fan. Uh, my stepdad had season tickets growing up. Um, I grew up going to the games where Joe Montana, Joe Clark. Oh, classic. Uh, Rice, classic Roger team. Craig, Ronnie Lott. I grew up, that's the area I grew or era I grew up in watching the, the 49ers right, the, play the ball. 80s and mid-80s. Yep. You know, huge, I, I had, he was, like I said, teams. The, his, the family was huge season ticket holders and, and supporters and whatnot. I actually got into the players' parking lot and, you know, got to, got to talk with all of them. And it Very was, nice. it was awesome. It was, it was great. Um, but. The, uh, the, 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 I've, and I maintained a 49er, uh, to being a 49er fan, even through the bad years. I'm, I'm not a bandwagon fan. I mean, Josh, my, my baseball team is the Oakland Athletics. I mean, how can you be a bandwagon fan? Um, stick with them every year. They just happen to be doing really good this year. Um, but I, I stopped watching a couple years ago and based on Colin Kaepernick and how, and how the 49ers in particular responded to that whole thing. Um, and the NFL as a whole. I, I haven't watched it. Um, as a matter of fact, Bruce Maxwell, who was the A's catcher that actually started in the last year, hurt my relationship with the Oakland Athletics. Where I have I really, have, what did he do? Now? I, he 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 knelt. Um, the only major See, league I baseball. Did, I was going to say I didn't think that league, stuff. I didn't think that happened in baseball. Oh, it, it's, he didn't kneel this year, but he 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 knelt last year, and nobody uh, said he was the only one that did it. But he did it. Um, still had his hand over his heart when he knelt during the anthem, um, but still still knelt. And uh, I get I get calls uh, from the Oakland Athletics sometimes. Hey, you know, you want to come do a suite again this year? Blah, blah blah. And and I've told them very straightforward. Hey, listen, I was disappointed with the lack of the team's response to what Bruce Maxwell did. And and um, you know, and he's like, well, you know, um, we just it's kind of a sensitive issue. Blah blah blah. And I said, well, hey, just like you know, the league or just like the the team can make the decision to do or not do whatever. I can make a decision what I do with my dollars. And I still love the team, still follow the team, but I haven't been to a game this year. Um, and that, that kind of, I was, oh, he guys said, oh, okay. But I, I think that issue's been resolved. I was just disappointed that the Oakland Athletics didn't come out with a strong statement and say, we will not tolerate this. Although I think it was handled on the back end. Uh, but I'll never know for sure. Um, but the, the, the um, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, came out and said the Dallas Cowboys players will stand for the national anthem. They will have their toes on the line when they do so. So on the sideline. And, and didn't the Miami Dolphins, uh, I don't know if, if their uh, coach is quite so rigorous, but I think the Miami Dolphins also said something similar to, yes, we will all be out there. We will all be uh, have our hands on our heart. We will all be there for the national anthem. We will not be in the locker room, and we will not be kneeling. Yeah, I, I don't know if they did, but I know that I know that the Dallas Cowboys owner came out and said, "No, no, no, no. My players will stand. Um, this is this is my team. They will they will stand. Their toes will be on the line, and they will be standing." That is so overdue. Um, 
so look, I, I, I grew up in an era where we did not like the Dallas Cowboys, right? Um, but I, I tell you, that, oh, the, that's... The, the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 40, 49ers, that was the rivalry. Yes, it was. Yep, the catch, Dwight Clark. Oh yeah, the catch. Yep, was uh, was 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 made um, against the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, I don't know where I was going with all this. Let me throw this out there. Let me let me ask you this question. Oh, those you asked me if the story I wanted to talk about, so I wanted to bring that up about about Dallas. Okay. Um, let me ask you this then. I think 2018 is really going to be the make or break year for the nfl folks did you hear the cat the cat just meowed i just i i, I heard I could, it i could hear it over my headphones anyway i think 2018 is going to be the make or break year for the nfl and we're just a couple of months away from starting training camp and uh, starting preseason games etc if they don't get it together in 2018 if they don't somehow corral the players and get them to do the right thing uh, because the NFL already issued the edict saying that, uh, you know, if you want, you, you, if you come out to the playing field, you, there will be no kneeling. If you want to kneel, you can kneel inside the locker room. Then the NFLPA, NFL Players Association, said they were going to sue the NFL for that decision, which they already signed off on. And now the uh, NFL has rescinded that. And it's back to basically the same way it was. So that tells me that the players, a number of players in the NFL, plan on continuing to do exactly that. Now, if that continues, there's already a a massive cadre of people like myself who have gotten out of the habit of watching on Monday night and Sunday night. I do other things now. I don't do that on Sunday. I don't do that on Monday. I am not going to go back. But I'm a fraction of those people. In 2018, if the NFL continues to kneel, its players to kneel, I think that may in fact put the final fork in the NFL at least for a couple of years. Their ratings are going to continue to plummet and they will continue to lose revenue. And if they want to build any stadiums, from BZ to everybody else, if you have a stadium where an owner wants to uh, build a new stadium and use your taxpayer-funded cash to do it, and any of those players are kneeling in your city, fuck them. Yep. Not one penny. If If any bond comes up for cash, kill it. Knock it down. That shouldn't happen at all. I think the cat does want to go outside. Is that right? Yep. Cat had to go outside. Thank God we just avoided an accident. <laughs> I want to know where but, that thing even came from. And I want to know why that didn't scare the crap out of her. You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad that for whatever reason the cat doesn't know it's there and somehow hasn't gotten up and tried to use it as like a scratching post. I'm surprised the cat. Well, we got to take the nose off because if the cat sees that, <laughs> she'll never come back in the studio again. We should just leave it on the floor, staring at like the back door where where, she, where she'd come in, like staring back just and just watch. Why does that cat not move? I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, Beantown Billy, thanks for being here in chat. I didn't welcome you. I should have. Uh, 2019, he says, contract year, and makes another damn good point. Beantown Billy said, you can't sue your employer if you've bankrupted them. So 2018, I believe, really is going to be a very important year for the NFL. 
if the NFL, I, I prognosticate, if they keep this up, yeah. uh, they're going to continue to see a ratings crash and a revenue crash, both at once. Um, merchandise, etc., is going to crash. The only thing that I submit won't crash, and historically they have survived all of it, is Dallas Cowboy merchandise is the number one apparel and purchased product in all of the NFL. And if Dallas continues to do what uh, Michael Jones said, that is to say he's going to, they are going to toe the line, literally, then Dallas will continue to be successful. They'll sell merchandise. They'll probably sell tickets. And they will probably be the, the number one lauded team in the NFL for 2018. But the NFL itself is responsible for having shot itself in the foot, and they don't get it. Uh, no, but they will. And look, didn't they just give Roger Goodell the uh, another like a five year contract or something last year? Oh, something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, for for screwing the pooch. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. Uh, Senator Warren, fifty percent uh, tax rates. You know, just when you thought that um, that the the Democrats weren't going to get more stupid. They get more soup, more stupid. What she did is, uh, Focahontas Senator Elizabeth Warren has doubled down on stupid in two aspects. She said she suggests a there's going to be a fifty percent Democrat tax rate, and concomitantly, she called the bonuses that were acquired. Say, if you worked for company X, Y, or Z, and if you got a one thousand dollar bonus or a $2,000 bonus, or a $3,000 bonus, which to me, that's, to me, that's serious bread. When you give me in a bonus, because I've never had a bonus in my life, you know, government jobs don't get bonuses. Mm -hmm. I just get a flat fucking salary. But for all the lucky people that got bonuses, she also calls them, just like Hillary Clinton, she calls them crumbs. All right, so you want to come and pay my bills, bitch? I don't see that really happening. So the money that I get, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I don't know if, if you said this, uh, but I once that tax bill passed, I saw about, there was about a month lag. And I saw about a two, and it kind of varies because of a couple of issues. But I got a two to $300 a month raise in my salary after that did now i don't know if you saw any any raise in in your wages um but i certainly did in mine and that's in california and california is at a higher tax rate and generally that that doesn't happen but focahontas said she told cnbc that Democrats are going to end the Trump tax cuts if they take power in November. And she also they, promoted... They can't, they're not going to have the votes to overcome a Trump veto. Trump would kill that shit. And, and she, but it, it goes to the point of they don't fucking understand. They don't get it. No, what they, what they get is that money keeps them in power. Money for free to people that are unemployed, and it keeps them in power by those people. Uh, that, that's what they understand. 
and she wants a 50% tax hike. Here, here's part of uh, the tete-a-tete with CNBC and herself. The question is, if Democrats take Congress and you're in the White House or both, would you like to see these corporate tax cuts repealed? She says, yeah, I really want to see them rolled back. And so the questioner says, back to 35%. And she says, well, it's not about the number. Here's how I look at budgets and taxes. They're the heart of this. A lot of people think they're just numbers. They're not. They're the expression of our values. Okay, remember that. that's the problem. The values of the Republican Party that passed those tax cuts are to give $1.5 trillion away to the richest Americans and the biggest corporations and let everybody else pick up the crumbs. So the bonuses, she said, are crumbs right there. I think the right way to think about this is we need a budget. We need a tax bill, by the way. Uh, passing a budget, a budget, a budget has not been passed by Congress in nine years. Yep, nine years. So don't fucking tell me about passing a budget. Yep. Uh, so what I'd like to see is a strengthen America's middle class. The next question is telling. The question is, what's too high for the top personal rate? And she says, "Oh, it's not about a number. That's what negotiations are all about." Then the questioner, the CNBC guy says, okay, and he he actually lays down a number. And he says, okay, is 50% obviously too high? She says, that's why you sit down and you negotiate over the numbers. So the answer is... No. No. 50%... Is not too high. She she didn't put a cap on that. She didn't even say 50% is too high. In her brain housing group, oh, maybe it could be even higher than that. Yes. And this is what what the Democrats decide is going to be good policy that they want to run behind in the midterms in November. Uh, In the the height of our economic growth. Jesus, I... You know, it just it it kills me that they're supposed to be doing what's right for their constituents and for the country, and you have growth. I think I think Friday is going to show that uh, as well. And instead of saying, you know what, yeah, the people in my district are back to work and they're 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 getting more in their paycheck and they're able to do more with their families, and you know what, I'm going to continue to support this, guys. They're digging no, in and saying, no, can't no. Have any of that. No, you. Yeah, you may be seeing more money, but that's just crumbs. We need to actually do what's right for who? It's, for for who? It, it's all about just being an obstructionist. If if any I don't think other so. person, I really there, don't think it's oh, about I, just about I, being I, an obstructionist. I think it's all about Trump. And I'll tell you why. I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because Barack Obama. You better be right. When he was running, said, we are going to fundamentally transform America. Correct. There's a huge push in the Democratic Party right now to become a Democratic Socialist Party. Correct. There is socialism is at play. In order to do that, you have to have true income equality. You have to essentially have wealth redistribution. Dirty word, nobody's going to say it. So you have to have income equality. Well, how do you achieve income equality? You can't bring... The people that are at the base or the people that are at the bottom of the income, the income earning uh, base, you can't bring all of those people up to a level where the quote unquote wealthiest Americans are to achieve income equality. Okay. What you have so, to do, what you have to okay. do is you have to bring the wealthiest down. It's a lot easier to bring the wealthiest down by having a, an uncut, uh, an uncapped 
base tax rate for these people than it is to bring them up. And what you've done is you have then achieved income equality. You've also maintained power. You've killed jobs. You've made people more reliant on the government. Correct. And you have turned it more into a socialist style society where everybody, quote unquote, in theory is fucking equal. Not under the law, but in result, which is a socialist view and is completely outside of what we're supposed to be as a country. And that's what I think is really at play. I don't think it's so anti-Trump. And the reason I say that is because all this shit started before Trump was even in power or a candidate. Okay. I you, just If I could drop this microphone, I'd, I'd drop it you, right now. You almost have me convinced if it were any other president, I don't think the push would be nearly as hard but they are obstructionists in terms of anything and everything that donald john trump suggests is by by dint of the fact that it's coming from him evil oh i will grant you that they have villainized him and and it is it is amplified because of him but they're not saying anything different um in terms of tax policy and so forth uh from that social from that from that standpoint that they were saying under under obama i mean they want to fundamentally transform this country. It's not about Trump. It's about their agenda, period. Trump is seriously fucking that agenda up. No doubt about it. Which is why oh. I think they hate him even more yeah. and they don't want him to succeed, succeed about anything. Bull in the China shop. Absolutely. By the way, do you remember when somebody asked, hey, do you want um, Pre- uh, President Obama to succeed? And they said, well, no, because that would mean that he gets his agenda. And they fucking lo- lost their mind. Oh, yeah. I wish I could remember who said that. Uh, well, you don't want your president to succeed? Off the tip of my head, I think it actually may have been Rush Limbaugh. I'm not sure. I'd have to Google yeah, it. I don't, I don't remember. I just uh, remember it was a it was a thing. At the bottom of the hour. I might have to check and see. So, anyways, that's my two cents worth. But what the fuck do I know? You know, th- there was a time, I will admit, that we had a... The U.S. had maybe a 60 or 70% uh, income tax bracket. Uh, which was just obscene. And, and especially, you know, things change. The mm-hmm. world changes. The world is not the same world it was uh, 25 years ago when we had that tax bracket. And competition is the most fierce it's been in quite some time. Uh, and then the... Uh, and America is starting to emerge as a uh, as a, a, a huge, huge power player in that. And we haven't been in a while. No. I mean, and, and I, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but you look at what Trump has done. Oh, fuck, just in the in, in the EU today. Um, that, that was a brilliant play. And on the, on the side of that is this fact as well. The U.S. is on the cusp of being the number one producer of petroleum on the planet. Yes. And surpassing even Saudi Arabia. Now, this is the thing that I noticed today in California. And our prices in California on everything are insane. Mm-hmm. But I've consistently noticed in, at Arco stations, which are the cheapest stations that you can go to for gasoline, at least in Sacramento, California. And for quite some time during the summer, gas prices always go up in the summer because of this, the summer blends. Yep. In order to reduce emissions. Fucking Prices ridiculous. had been about uh, 325, 327, 328, right around in there. Today, as I'm driving to the studio, I, I noticed that even in the summer now at Arco, prices for a gallon of gas are 317. 
it's gone down, even in California. And the caveat, the cap to that is that the California legislature passed an addendum that decided they were going to raise registration fees and also taxes on gasoline per gallon. Which they did illegally. Because Which they did any illegally. New, any, new votes or so, any new tax votes are supposed to go to the people. They have to go the people. through the people, and they, the people get to vote sh- theoretically on it. And there's a proposition to repeal that in uh, November. Yeah, we'll see if that passes. That ain't going to fucking pass. I don't remember what proposition that was, but it at least is going to be on the the uh, ballot. But we have in California, I think, per gallon, We it used to be 45 cents per gallon tax in California. And now it's 50, 47, 48, 49, 50 cents a gallon tax. Per gallon. Per gallon. Just in taxes in California. So you're talking I don't know, you're you're talking gas that customarily everybody else around the US would be paying, I don't know, two two fifty. Uh let's see, who's let me look and see who's in chat. Let me see if Mike's still in chat. Uh Mike is in chat. Okay, here's a good example. Mike is either I, I can't remember, he's either in Louisiana uh or Alabama, one of the two. And so Alabama, Louisiana, they're not far from all the patrol. They're they're not far from the chemical coast. And that's where all the fuel gets refined. So the Gulf states like that get gas that's cheaper. So uh, Mike in chat, if you could tell me if you remember uh, roughly what price you're paying per gallon of gasoline in either Alabama or Louisiana where you live. It's one of the southern states down there that that borders the Gulf. Anyway, having said that, it's funny. The you heard or saw the other day the uh, the three state proposition was removed from the ballot by the California Supreme Court. I found that very interesting as well. What was that? The California Supreme Court removed the proposition from the ballot in November for the three state yeah, solution, yep. and and we'd already talked about that last week yep. because it would have yielded six senators uh but the the ninth circuit now um that's interesting see see what you did there i see what i did there do you see what you did there because that was smooth thank you s-m-o-o-v-e smooth the 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 crazy the crazy ninth the ninth circus actually made a ruling um that you were not going to believe you got to stay tuned to hear it Uh, we're excited to talk to you about it but you were not going to believe what the ninth circuit did and not believe for a bad thing at first but you're like holy shit they actually got something right all this and more when we pick it up on the other side of the break on the shr media network ah astounding thank you absolutely astounding folks go nowhere right conservative media done right you're listening to the shr media network hey it's sean from the sackheads radio show also one of the owners here at the shr media network are you opinionated have you ever wanted to do your own show have you ever heard somebody like the sackheads and go yeah i could probably do that better well now's your chance send me a five-minute clip at sackheadsradio at gmail.com and maybe you can be part of the SHR Broadcasting Team. Sackheadsradio at gmail.com.
Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, a mere two miles from the state capital, the bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show can be heard every Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific and 11 p.m. Eastern, only on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com to listen. You can also watch on the SHR Media Facebook page and the SHR Media YouTube channel. No goldfish were abused in the making of this ad. When dirty politicians, shadow governments, and deceptive Islam blind the world with fake stream media smoke, their only fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through shrmedia.com, highplainstalkradio.com, and the Western Free Radio Network at Spreaker, YouTube, and iTunes for a different perspective weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy. And catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL Radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant. Hey guys, it's Sackhead Clint. I'm excited to tell you about a brand new show here on the SHR Media Network. I'm teaming up with the one and only, all-powerful, the bloviating Zeppelin right, sitting right. here to my left, bringing to you a, a fresh new show uh, here on the network. It's uh, Against Tyranny, and uh, we'll be picking up where the Sackheads left off. Excited to be with you, sir. Sackheads against, sackheads against Tyranny. We're going to chat. We're going to chat Wednesday night. Sackheads Against Tyranny. Wednesday night, 11 p.m. Oh, it's the same time, right? 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Same sack time, same sack channel. SHRmedia.com. See what I did there? It's your business diva here, Melanie Collette. I am inviting you to a front row seat as I discuss some of the most intriguing details of wealth and finance with today's movers and shakers in the world of business. Listen in and discover financial truths on a global, domestic, and household scale. Uncover topics that will impact your wallet today and in the future. Money Talk with Melanie airs Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. East, 2 p.m. West, right here on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Talk Radio. You can't afford to miss it. Human by race, Christian by faith, American by nationality, and conservative by choice, Reverend Ralph J. Chittam Sr. is the right guy on SHR Media from 8.05 to 9 p.m., Monday through Friday. And if on the rare occasion I am ever wrong, I will still always be right. The Right Guy on SHR Media. Hey, this is Michael Wright. And I'm Shannon Wright. Join us for The Right Way with Shannon and Mike, Monday through Thursday from 7 to 9 a.m., right here on SHR Media. Why are they joining us? For fun things like sports, politics. Oh, maybe some news and entertainment. And all kinds of other things. Money and recipes and events. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, so join us Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m. here on shrmedia.com. Hey, BZ. So, uh, the plan's working. You got rid of Sako. Uh, Sean is, uh, is now yeah. stepping away. I never even saw him. And uh, I know, in, insidious, insidious. You know, we, I mean, we talked about this for a man, a good like for the last three years, and uh, finally coming to fruition. You, you know, I'm still in the room, right? It's almost like he's here still. Did you hear that? Yeah, it's um, kind of. It's amazing. It's kind of at you. It's kind of eerie. Poltergeist. Like a poltergeisty kind of thing. thing. Yeah, sackheads against tyranny. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Well, this is it. It's the final 25. The 
final 25 minutes of the Sackheads Against Tyranny show. It is July 25th, the year of our Lord, 2018, and I am Sackheads BZ. Over to my, let's see, that would be my left, your right is Sackheads Clint, and below us is the Sackheads Against Tyranny Eagle. So thank you for being in chat tonight. Thank you for listening live, and thank you for listening in podcast. There have been a ton of things that have gone on. We talked about Rod Rosenstein and the articles of impeachment that are coming against him. We talked about the death of the entire planet uh, from the planet Nibiru and the blood moon, which is going to occur on Friday. So if you need to clean your fish tank or balance your checkbook or uh, one thing, kids, you don't have to worry about anymore is don't worry about your homework. No matter what your parents say to you. Uh, your homework or doing homework is absolutely pointless. So make sure that if they brace you on your homework, you tell them, nah, the world is ending and I don't feel compelled to complete my homework. Just saying. Now you brought up, you teased. I did. You little fucking tease you. You are a tease. I am. You teased a particular article. I did. What was that? So the Ninth Circus... Um, th- before I do, did you see CNN's correspondent, uh, Caitlin, uh, what's her, what's her biscuit? Um, she was, she, she wasn't allowed to go to the Rose, uh, the, the announcement of the Rose Garden about the, about the, um, the, the economic, uh, stuff that Trump was, that Trump, that Trump's talking about. No, I, I missed that. So, so she was the jackass. I don't know if you were, if you saw the announcement, um, but she was the one that you hear this reporter, Mr. President, uh, are you worried about what your attorney is going to say to prosecutors? Mr. President, here he's talking about uh, about this topic, and she can't say, wow, that's really good for the for the, the U.S. economy that this is happening, right? It's, it's asking about all this other bullshit. So the White House said, hey, look it, we're here to discuss this. She, her questions were inappropriate the way she shouted them out um, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the EU announcement, and we're not going to allow her to cover this you can have sent another reporter in but not her and cnn of course is backing her um not well, naturally that, uh, naturally so when but, is this uh i don't know the past day the past yeah, couple yeah. Of days uh, yes yes okay yeah. somehow i missed that yeah, yes yes because it's a salacious little bit yes so so the ninth circuit so there was a gun case uh that that came out of the state of hawaii I like how I did that. It's like a local says it. I know. W's are, you, W's are pronounced like V's. Yeah, that's you threw the V in there. I do. That W's was are very, V's. That was very sly. W's are W's. I saw what V's you are. did there. I saw that. W's are pronounced V's. Like, you know where my family's from? Hawaii. You know, you know where my family's from? I do. Um, so, uh, anyways, it's, it, it is a, the, the case essentially um, wrapped around the idea of does the Second Amendment apply to an individual's right to carry a firearm for self-defense purposes outside of the home. Hawaii's position in the case was the right to self-defense applies to a person in their home. Only. Only. Not to carrying a firearm out in public for personal protection. And so the, the Ninth Circuit came and they said, oh, contraire, the Second Amendment yeah. applies to an individual's right for self-defense, not only inside the home, but outside of the home in public as well. 
Folks, if you don't know the Ninth Circuit, and you should, and if you're listening to this show or this network, we know that you are familiar with the Ninth Circuit. I, no matter which side of the aisle you I tend was, to I sit. was gobsmacked, gobsmacked by this. Oh, my God. Yes. Now, here's the thing. This was a three-judge panel. Yeah, and it went two to one. The ruling was two to one. Um, the Ninth is the most overturned court uh, in all of the land. Probably, probably all By the, of the way, world. This little tasty tidbit for a stat: at one point, they had a ninety-five percent overturn rate. No one in the history of history has ever had something like that. I wouldn't say that's anything to really write home about. How how is it that federal judges can't be impeached? Um, the the axiom. If you're like overturned ninety five percent of the time, I, I, I know, I know. It's just, it's it's an alt. It's a it's a fucking alternate universe. If the, you got the, your the Fed, I'll tell you this: the federal yeah. system is an alternate universe. I worked in the federal system. Here's how you tell the difference: uh, if you're an AUSA, for example, and, and this is how this shit works. If you're an AUSA, that's an assistant U.S. attorney. And you serve at the privilege of the attorney general. And generally at the end of each term when, there, when there's a new presidency, you're supposed to submit your resignation. And then you get sifted out and either you're kept or you're kicked to the curb. One of the two. But in any event, uh, that's like California has a, uh, a term for that. They're called uh, CEAs. And CEAs serve at the behest of whoever happens to be sitting in the governor's chair at the time. And CEA has a little acronym. Uh, that nobody knows about, and it's called Career Ends Abruptly. And that's what basically an AUSA is. So an AUSA's point is most good AUSA's, air quotes, all want to be federal judges. And in order to acquire a judgeship, because they know it's appointed for life, they only accept the cases that are gift-wrapped just so. You have to have just the right wrapping paper on it. You have to have just the right bow. You have to have just the right ribbon, slight pieces of tape. So when you submit a case, the AUSA, who micromanages the shit out of that case, because it's all about win-loss rate. They all know that unless their win-loss rate is high, that they're not going to be a federal judge. And any federal, any AUSA with aspiration, they all want to be federal judges. That's how that shit works. So if you wonder why certain cases are taken and others are not, they only want winners. And the winners have to be gift-wrapped. But that doesn't explain why the ninth is overturned ninety five percent of the time. No, if it doesn't. you did but, your job but, and you were but, wrong, if you were wrong ninety five percent of the I, time, I can tell you why. Yeah, and it's because they don't care. They don't. If you were wrong, because they 90, know that if they, you were they, wrong ninety five percent of the time. They are inviolate. You cannot do anything to them, and they know that, and therefore they are free to rule in any fucked up manner. And they so wish. Here's, here's the thing. I understand. I understand the concept behind a lifetime appointment for a judge. Right. I do. Because you can't fuck with them if they're issuing rules that disagree with your politics, but they're taking an objective look at it. They are supposed to be objective arbiters of the law, making a determination based upon original intent. 
in a perfect world, that that's is their, what it should that's be. That's their job. And that's why they were appointed for life. So that one president or another can't come in and say, I don't like your ruling, so that they could not politicize the judiciary. If it's one area of our government that is critical, it is absolutely critical, that is apolitical, it is the judiciary. And I don't care if it's the local should level. Be. All the way up to the United States Supreme Court. Should be. It should be apolitical. But it's not. And the fact that it's not, the fact that the Ninth Circuit isn't, I would argue that if there is judicial activism going on, that that would be an impeachable offense. Because you are failing to uphold your oath of office at that time, right? Right. Obviously, you're not upholding. If you're overturned 95% of the time and you're a federal judge and these are constitutional issues, that means that you, a member of the government, are violating the people's rights 95% of the time? I, I would agree, yes, but I would also throw this into the mix. I think, and I know right now anybody in the in the freaking judiciary is losing their mind right now, oh, screaming yeah. at me, saying I'm wrong. Yeah. But listen, just no. because you're a federal judge, you are a member of the government. It does not mean you are not free to trample on my rights. No, and you and you're not free to make law, right? But, but in terms of, I, I submit this is. It's all about, in this case of the ninth and the fourth, for that matter, it's all about regionality. The people in that region, in the ninth, because California is leftist, Hawaii is leftist, the fourth is all leftist because they're in regions that are massively left. So I think the region itself has a great deal to do with it. And the people in those areas under whose control, you know, the the Western District, the Eastern District, et cetera, of California, uh, they expect these judges to run this way. So, but the, they the, don't, the, they're not elected. I know, but the hue and cry doesn't exist because the people, the way they rule, the people kind of expect that from the ninth and from the fourth. So again, I submit they're essentially inviolate. You can't touch but them. Bottom and line, they know it. Congress and they knows. don't give a shit what you think. They don't. But bottom line is. Congress knows that what they're doing is wrong. Congress can control their budget. Can. Congress can say, you know what, Ninth Circuit, you are way out of bounds with a 94% overturn rate. We are not funding you. Why does that keep moving? I can tell you why. It's because you keep hitting the desk. Well, God damn it, quit working me up. <laughs> quit getting me all fired up, BZ. And I won't have to hit the desk. I know, but it's it's so funny, let me ask it's you a funny question. to see because watch it. You will move across the screen yes. like magic. I I, I am pra- I practically am magic. I'm a magician. I know you are. So if if somebody that's in why the, we okay. Love so you. let me ask you a question. If, sure. If 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 a person disagrees with with a judge's ruling, and a person says, "Your Honor, I think your ruling is absolute garbage." I think that this is this this ruling is absolutely an error, and I think that and the judge says silence. Uh, you can't talk to me about my ruling because my ruling is law, and that's it. It's done. Did that judge just violate your First Amendment rights because you have a right to address your government? Good question. Yet judges are are afforded all kinds of power in their courtroom, are they not? 
Why is it? Why is it their courtroom? They they are they are the absolute empire builders, yes. enders, and beginners in their courtroom. Whiskey Dale in chat said, uh, and it was in, an interesting observation. And then what occurred afterwards was also interesting. Article three: Federal judges are appointed to life terms while serving during good behavior, as stated in Section one of the Article three in the United States Constitution. Though it does not expressly state in the Constitution that judges may be impeached and removed from office. They fall under the label of civil officers in Article 2, Section 4, uh, 1. And Dave Milner responds, cleaning kits and a box of hollow points. And he says, with the monthly supply of extra ammo, bore cleaner, and gun oil. And Beantown Billy said, if we dropped 10 million guns and 10 billion rounds of ammo on Iran, would that be considered foreign aid? Yes. And disposable cleaning rags. And uh, Beantown Billy said, yeah, the U.K. could use a few million, too. They could. Hey, we had to supply the U.K. with guns in uh, in, in World War II. Certainly. And right? guns, planes, ships. Yeah. And I'm guessing that's what the guns and ammo comment was. Um, yep. Was about foreign aid. It's, it's kind of what I'm what I'm reading into yeah. it, but but any anyway the because we're not going to talk. About, I mean, violence against judges that that's a non-starter. No, 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 that's not that, that's, that, that's, that's not that's, in reference that's, to that. That's, that's a non-starter. Okay, yeah, um, but the uh, but yes, I, that that would be that would be foreign aid. Um, but but the ninth because of the history of the ninth, that having been decided in a two to one decision was astounding to me uh, i literally did not see that coming this is exactly the opposite of what i would expected from uh the the ninth circuit the ninth circus court of appeal uh so to speak uh, let's see where is this uh something bad today happened to mark zuckerberg he lost $16 billion in one day. Whoa. And his stock went down 24%. Tech stocks, uh, uh, they're probably going to end up cratering a little bit on Thursday, tomorrow. Um, $16 billion. The, the tech, How did he lose $16 billion? The tech-heavy NASDAQ was set for a big down day on Thursday after dis- it was the result of disappointing quarterly results from Facebook, which sent uh, the social media giant hurtling toward its, its biggest share price decline ever and on track to lose uh, $125 billion in market value. $125 billion in market I like, value. I like how you say that as the follow us on Facebook uh, and, icon is rolling through the screen. <laughs> timing is everything. And a $16 billion personal loss to Zucky himself. In other words, his shares in the span of one day went down 24%, almost a quarter mm-hmm. in one day because he ain't kicking the jams. Now, I have to ask you, sir, why do you think he ain't kicking the jams in terms of ads? I have an idea. I bet you do, too. So um, I don't speak 1920s. Uh, I don't know what kicking the jams means. Oh, that's that's an that's an old. I know. Uh, that's why I said I don't speak 1920s. Eighties. Oh, reference. <laughs> oh my God! Do I have to? Uh, 
Who the hell in who knows who's listening knows what kicking the jams means? Okay, but what does that mean? It means kicking the jams is a cool thing. It is. Yeah. What the fuck is a jam? Like a door jam? Like a like strawberry jam? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Just like strawberry jam. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so. We'll we'll go to the the one of the final stories here, which is why uh, Chucky Schumer might have a very bad week this week. But um, look, I, but but why do you think I have to go back to and and ask you why is it that you think that Facebook is having an issue? Well, they were in trouble with Congress first yeah. of all, right? There's right, huge exactly. privacy concerns. They were silencing or By allegedly. The way, did, did you see the pillow on which Mark Zuckerberg was sitting yes. during the hearings? Yes, I did. Um, look, <laughs> there's 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 uh, privacy there's privacy concerns. I believe with yep. Facebook. I, I believe the the company has lost, um, or I believe that um, there has been a consumer loss of confidence. Uh, yep. In in the company, I do know yep. there's a lot of people that still use it. But do you remember what happened? Whatever happened to the social media uh, MySpace? Remember remember that everybody was um, on MySpace, and Facebook was such a huge platform. Um, there are a ton of other platforms available now, Instagram and other things that other things that people are using and pl- people go to. Um, but I think the huge loss of confidence. I think the the um, silencing uh, and allowing of certain there things you and go. disallowing I, of, of other opinion, things. You just hit I, it. I think right I there. think it's a combination of all those things where there's no consumer confidence in Facebook anymore, and uh, and people are leaving. And people are leaving. Yeah. Let me throw this out there too. You got kids. How old is your oldest kid? Is this a trick question? No, no, no. I'm going to make a point here in a second, and then I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, like living with th- me or not living with me? E- either one. Just 21. Okay. Uh, all right. Go down. Well, all right. He, he or she, she uh-huh. might know. What is the most popular social media platform now? Because it's not Facebook. Instagram. For kids. I believe it's Instagram. Is Instagram number yeah. one now? I believe so. Okay. I, look, that's all. I, I was just curious. I, what, I know. I know. I know that that's what, what that's the what all the, cool all the kids are talking about. Yeah. Everybody okay. has an Instagram page. I, I didn't know. Instagram. I haven't even been to Instagram. I have no idea what it even looks like. Have, have you seen it? I, I, oh, I have. Yeah. Is yeah, it, I have access a, to my te- my teenagers. Is it Instagrams. appealing? Does it look cool? Because I think Facebook is way too complicated. Uh, yeah, look, I don't I don't use it. I don't use social media. Everybody knows that. I have a right. Twitter account. I don't tweet anything. Right, that's um, true. I, that, I, you I, sure I, shit. Don't. I don't. I do not like social media. I fucking despise social media. Um, I think it is. I think smartphones and social media have made us stupider, uh, not smarter. Um, I was much smarter when I actually had to go to the library and 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 look something up in right, a book. And figure shit out. I, for I did. I did. I, I think we lost our ability to critically think, and we lost a lot of our interpersonal skills. Uh, but what the fuck do I know? Um, I, I, what was the question? Well, <laughs> the initial question was, "What's the cool thing?" On yeah. So it's, social media. It's, it's, it's Instagram. Do I have? Instagram. I seen it. How do I know how to use it? Yes, I've seen it. I don't really. I mean, I, I can. I can. I know enough to to look at my teen to spy on my teenagers and to figure out if they have multiple accounts and where those are and oh, okay, you know cool. how to control a phone. And, good for and do you. All those You're a things. good parent. A good um, parent does that. But you know, are there are there stuff that I'm sure I don't know about? I'm sure there are, but I do a pretty damn good job about uh, about catching things, and uh, I've been very fortunate. in, in uh, my kids are are awesome. Every single every single one of them, um, and uh, so that that's kind of the new thing. I don't I don't know that people really Facebook. I mean, they, I guess they do. 
but um, yeah, I don't I don't think they they Facebook very much anymore. Not, maybe not as much as they used to. Um, here's a story. Uh, we got time for maybe one more story, and I, I'd like to throw this out here. And, and, and it's so typical of leftists and Democrats. Uh, there's a mayor in Chicago who recently, he literally was in a room and there were a line of people and he was handing out cash to his constituents. Not like he's going to run again or anything. And so... Wait, the, what? Yes. He's in City a City cash or his per- personal cash? Sit, uh, let me read the story. Chicago. Chicago. Shocking. Chicago. Chicago. You'll love this. This is so great. Chicago mayoral candidate. Willie Wilson says he wasn't trying to buy anyone's vote what? when he handed out close to $200,000 to churchgoers. The millionaire businessman said Sunday's appearance at the New Covenant Missionary Baptist Church was nothing more than, quote, one of the biggest property tax relief assistant events of the year and the kind of thing that he's done before. Okay, I'm sure you have some thoughts about that, but the point then is this. This is the real point of it all. The Illinois State Board of Elections ruled and decided that it that, was illegal. That Wilson it was illegal. didn't break any campaign finance laws. What? Because the money came from his nonprofit foundation. Oh. So they ruled essentially oh. that there was no attempt to influence voters there whatsoever. Well, maybe they maybe they knew there was an attempt, but the money didn't come from public coffers, so there was nothing they could do about it. It was private money. Because he can do whatever the fuck he wants with his money. But, but that's not a clear attempt to influence the election. But it's his money. It is his money. Can he not do what he wants with his money? He can, unless it happens to do with the undue influence in an ele- in, uh, election. Let me make this final point. How do you point. prove we got, that? We got three more minutes. How do you prove that? Well, I mean, yeah, circumstantially all day long, right? Is this is this not hypocritical, however, because isn't D.C. I, I think, and all the Democrats saying that Russia was trying to influence the election, though we have no proof, Here's, and Donald Trump was the recipient of their largesse in terms of trying to corrupt the election for him. Here, here That's is, bad. This is okay. I'm not saying it's okay, but here's my here's my thought on that. Um, has he truly done it before? If he has, then how do you prove that, well, last time it wasn't to influence an election, but this time it was? And I'm not saying it's clean. I'm not saying it's not dirty. I'm not saying that it's not illegal. I'll go what you I'm, one better. What I'm saying is... Done. If he did it before, how do you prove that last time it was for charitable purposes out of the goodness of his heart, and this time it was for some evil underlying uh, nefarious purpose? Okay. Now, this is when I hoist you on my own personal petard. Let's do. What'd you call me? Yeah. Let's do BZ's reversal axiom. Yes. Let's take this guy, Wilson, out of the equation. Uh He's a millionaire. This is his own cash. Uh And he's running for mayor. He's a candidate. As a Republican. He's running for mayor as a Democrat. So let's do the reversal and let's say this is is Donald John Trump. Yeah. 
at a church mm-hmm. handing out $200,000 He'd be in tried. cash as a presidential candidate. Mueller, Mueller would ring him up on charges all and, day long. And he's, he, that, but it's okay. It's his own personal cash. And because we conclude that there's no influence whatsoever in Chicago, shouldn't Look, the logical extension be that it's not of influence course. Undue or otherwise, but we know if Trump th- was to do we that know as the well. Democrats have a double standard. That's we know point. that. That's my point. But we know that it's not shocking. But I have to be fair and 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 call strikes and balls down the middle, right? So if this guy, as a Democrat, why do would I, you put your balls down the middle? Do I think where else would you put them? BZ on your well, back? Okay, that's a good on point. your side. All right, okay. Uh, you got me on that one. I, I think that uh, look, I. You got to call it fair, right? If if do I think it's dirty? Of course I think it's dirty. Would I think it was dirty if a Republican did it? Of course I'd think it's dirty you if bet. a Republican did it. You but bet. but I would also say the same thing. Look, how do you prove? Because this is America, you have to have proof. How do you prove that when this guy did it before, if he did in fact do it, did, did it before? If he did it before, that was that where he did not influence any election or anything, that that was out of the goodness of his heart, and that now, just because he's running for office at a church, he's not doing this out of the goodness of his heart. You you were a cop for 75 years. You cannot, I think it was 76, but you, okay. you're only off one you, year. That's not You bad. cannot make that case. You can't. And people can hoot and holler and scream, but... And I'm just going based on, on what you told me. I don't know this case. That's my caveat. To okay. This. All right. But but you can't make that case. Um, now, if he'd never done this before, all of a sudden he's running for mayor and he's out of church and he's doing this, I think you can make that case. Do I think the intention is any different? Of course not. I'm not naive. I th- of course I think he's buying votes. But what I'm talking about is being able to prove that beyond a reasonable doubt. I don't, I don't think you could do it. Um Fast forward and say it was Donald Trump doing it. I would have the exact same comment. I would think it was dirty. Um, but if he'd done it before, I would be saying the exact same thing. Wow. Okay. I, 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 you, you leave me gobsmacked. I literally did not see that one coming from you. I really didn't. Bro, what did you think? I was going to jump up and down and say, oh, yeah, that's hang No, up. no, no. I didn't think that, that you would support something like that. I don't uh, support e- it. Even if Trump did it. I, now, I, now, you said it was wrong. Yeah, I don't support it. What I'm saying is I can't prove it. I don't think you could prove that case. Okay. I'm not saying I support it or I think it's good. I I said outward, I think it's dirty. Absolutely. I think it's dirty. I don't think you could I don't think you could prove it in court. Okay. Well that's it. It's a wrap for the chat show. Folks, we appreciate your being here tonight. Thanks for listening live. Thanks for being in the chat room. Thanks for listening in podcast. Tune in tomorrow night for the Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show, live and direct from this very same studio. I think tomorrow night I'm this probably, one or that one. This very same studio right here. I think I'm going to be talking to Dan Butcher tomorrow night. So uh, come did back. People, did people even realize that I was in New York tonight? That this is a satellite feed? No, no, huh. it's really damn good. Uh, even to the point where we we cropped your hand in to move my camera. I know that was amazing. An amazing Stellar. bit. Of technology. (laughs) Good night, folks. Good night. See you later.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.